0: kind of who are you? You've got a unique accent, which I love. So
1: you can tell us about that. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a transplant uh, from Jamaica. So I've really lived most of my life here. And, you know, having come here, migrated here, it's really interesting, especially our conversation tonight, because I have different lens through which to look at life as it's unfolding before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, my, my background, I'm a psychotherapist, so I have marriage and family therapy. So I, I also have that, you know, as a, um, a way of of kind of um, looking at my worldviews also through the uh, whole psychology aspect of things. And, you know, I, I teach uh, in, a, in, in psychology in a department at Trinity International University. So I have also use that as a framework of how to construct and try to, use critical thinking in my in my in what I do. So I'm yeah. uh that's one my profession, you know, I am a, a father and a husband. Um and for for many for you know one wife for over thirty plus years. So, you know, I've really kind of um lived my life, experienced a number of things because I, I really have had my own share of some things that people are talking about today and I'll share more about that later on. And um so I have my own practice that's called the Helping Families Improve, where I work with families through counseling. But my, my main focus is on leadership. So it's helping leaders to, to uh, become better at decision-making, relationship management, and work performance. So I teach in, on emotional intelligence and leadership skills. So that is really my, where my, my, my wheelhouse have been for the last several years. And so that's a little bit about me that I hope will give a backdrop yeah. to some things I will share tonight. And anybody
0: from Arise that's watching you, if you've been at our church for a long time, which back then our church was so much smaller, there's not a whole lot of you here, but if you were at our church for a long time, Kingsley actually came uh, with his Helping Families Improve workshop and did a parenting workshop essentially at our church over the course yeah. of a weekend, probably, what do you think, like nine years ago? It was yeah, about 19 10 years. Ago.
1: Yes, it has been a
0: while. <laughs> yeah, like nine years ago or so, and he came in and, and did a whole weekend conference on just you know, just how to be a better parent, right? We all yeah. want to be better parents. I wish parenting came with a manual, but it doesn't. So, <laughs> all right. So for everybody jo- uh, jogging, uh, jogging, just funny <laughs> to say. for everybody jumping on tonight, if you're jogging on, that's funny. Uh, for everybody jumping on tonight, uh, do me a favor. And, and uh, I know sometimes people pop on and off these conversations and I can't make you do anything other than that. But I do ask, uh, especially in a conversation like this, that you hear the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, because anytime you hear sound bites, somebody's going to get offended because you're going to hear one thing out of context of everything else. And so uh, if you're not careful, what happens in these conversations is we want everybody to agree with everything we've said. And uh, I'm pretty confident. I'm going to offend all kinds of people by the time we're done tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's my job as a preacher is to call things that are incorrect into correction. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so we're going to have some fun with that. And at the same time, I hope we do it with a lot of love. Uh, a lot of emotional intelligence, which is that EQ that you mm-hmm. see behind uh, Kingsley's head there mm-hmm. and uh, uh, jump into that. Also, if you do stay to the end, we have some really two really cool announcements that I'm going to share with you very first. Uh, some kind of neat things that we're doing at Arise uh, on this subject that I think personally are really cool that you won't hear anybody else say today so you'll get you'll be the first ones to hear it besides our staff and our in our some of our church leadership so all right so let's jump right into this Kingsley um so uh you started posting some stuff a few days ago that was quite controversial and uh man you just got really bombarded with it so let's just start talking about that why you were posting it where that kind of came from
1: you know I'm glad you you start with that because Early part of June, I um, really was watching and and listening to a number of things and seeing the unfolding of what happened, was happening all around us. And about on June 10th was when I posted my first article to talk about why I cannot support Black Lives Matter. And I went into the article in depth and shared and outlined why. I cannot be on board with that now, of course, as you can imagine, that didn't go over too well with a lot of people. you know I, I, these are the conversations that I have with close friends, and we would go back and forth, some may agree, some may not, but I have right. we you know we can talk about these things, so Facebook told me that I have over you know thousands of friends on my on my page, so I said, well, why not bring the conversation to my friends on Facebook only to find out that some of these friends <laughs> who I thought were my friend may not have been really. But it's fine because that's what friends do. We push back. We have conversation. We were able to not agree with everything. And I don't want everyone to agree with me. Right. I want people to to think on their two feet because I am a person that I'm not a group thinker, right? So I'm not this mob mentality person. I want to be be unique and to think because I have you know God giving me a brain and <laughs> eyes to see, ears to hear. Right. So I want to use that. So what happened was, when I saw Black Lives Matter became central, you know, to this whole narrative of what was going on, I decided to do some research because I wanted to know a little bit more about Black Lives Matter. So I went to their website and began to dig and begin to read and, and follow their overall thought process because I believe your belief system, your core values are going to shape everything you do. Mm-hmm. So I came across a paragraph in their, uh on the website that really, really, stood out to me and really caught my attention i'm thinking wait a minute um there is an agenda here there's something that is really behind all we're seeing what could that be and so i i I actually brought with me tonight that paragraph that really started everything for me Mm -hmm. so if i can read that yeah yeah, read that okay so so this is from the this is from the organization the black lives matter from their website right yes yes because that's the brand the brand is black lives matter and it really goes you know you can't get away from that and so they they have this about their about the on the about page that we disrupt the western prescribed and and here's a phrase that caught me they associate the nuclear family which is going to come up after this my statement they ascribe that to the western prescribed Um, Western mentality, meaning this came from the West, so to speak, not anywhere else but the West. So here's where I began to like, okay, let me just kind of look closely here. So we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Now, why did that really kind of get onto my skin was I began to think, well, nuclear family is not a Western idea. Right. It's a God's idea because it really speaks about having a father. Every and culture of the world, pretty much. Every culture <laughs> of the world, exactly, <laughs> right? right? So, so when you're saying, I want to disrupt that, then that's, and that's when you're, you're, you're driven agenda and and uh, it, and they don't hide that. They are telling you what they're about to do. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is not – Number one is anti-biblical, and so I'm thinking, well, I can't support something that is not kind of, um, you know, that's anti-biblical, right? And so I began to think, well, as as Jesus said, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad mm-hmm. tree cannot produce good fruit. Yeah. So if the tree, if the, if the fruit is tree, um, the tree, the tree is bad, the fruit will be bad. Mm-hmm. So people have said to me, King say, well, that's only one paragraph, but how many paragraphs do I need? Ten? A hundred? right? So I began to write and say, here is where I stand. And I, I mentioned that I am a Christian first who happened to be black. And because of that, I have to, my identity is going to be shaped, my what, my where, my whom is going to come from and inform me by my biblical understanding. So that really began my, my journey of beginning to write from that perspective. And through every one of my articles or essays have been to the lens of the scripture and see how that's been fleshed out in our world today. So I'm really uh, contrary to many people, but I'm okay with that because I believe that um, I I can't sit by and not say something. Right. I I didn't feel good about that.
0: Yeah. So, so you started saying all lives matter. So I want to yes. back up real fast and give a perspective because I want people to hear my heart on it as well. Uh, cause I agree with what you said, but I want to say it a little bit differently than you said it. Sure. Uh, so there's an affirmation black lives matter that I think personally, and, and you can talk about if you agree with this or not, but the affirmation black lives matter. In other words, I, I recognize there is an issue inside of our country. Now, I recognize there's different variations of how big it is and how bold it is and things like that. But I recognize there's an issue that needs to be dealt with. Injustice, anytime we see it as a believer, we should be trying to to deal with it. Um, So I recognize that. And that's the Black Lives Matter affirmation. And I think the vast majority of people who, when they post about black lives matter or hashtag black lives matter, that's what they mean. Cause I don't think they recognize the other side of it. And that is the black lives matter organization. And so there's an affirmation and then there's an organization and the organization is completely anti-Christian, which is what you were just getting at. Right. The organization stands for literally almost everything I stand against. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh and and maybe we'll get into this in a second but but the organization is also paving the road for a much worse thing to come right behind it and i want to make sure we talk on that because to me that's probably the most important thing we're going to say today that i don't think people are recognizing that if we jump on this particular ship what is also on that ship with us that is eventually going to kill us and sink all of us uh at least anybody that works in the religious world and in the christian world specifically so so, so, do you agree with that that distinction between the affirmation and the organization?
1: Yes, uh, and and people when they hear they uh, when I talk about I don't support Black Lives Matter, you know, they are thinking, well, Kinsey, don't you support Black Lives? I said, of course I do, of course I do. The idea of supporting Black Lives, I'm all for. Mm-hmm. The idea of supporting Black Lives Matter as a movement, is what I totally reject. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, you know, you are a rice church and imagine your name the church's name is being used in a way that does not um tie into the values that your church represent mm-hmm. what would you do the moment you hear that yeah i mean i wouldn't want my church to be tied into that right right yeah. so so the point i'm saying black lives matter if if they want to disassociate themselves from everything else and say this is not who we are this is who this is who we are mm-hmm. You know, the brand itself, no matter where you go, you see BLM or Black Lives Matter. Yes, we made the distinction, the, as you mentioned, the organization and the affirmation. I get that. But the world that looks on, right, they may not be digging deeper, but they immediately associate Black Lives Matter. So the world hears that and they're going to try to look into it. They don't understand it. Where are they going to go to find out about Black Lives Matter? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're gonna do a Google search and the Google is on top right there and they're gonna see what this Black Lives Matter is all about. You cannot get away from that. Um, so whenever it's used, I understand the distinction and I, that's why I mentioned the whole idea of all lives matter because mm-hmm. I believe if you don't start with all lives matter and that's why I'm an all lives matter person is that you, when that doesn't happen, no life truly
0: matters. Mm-hmm. So you would say all lives matter. And if I were to push back on that, I would say the Declaration of Independence when it was written says uh, we hold these truths to be uh, self-evident that all humans are created uh, equal, uh, equal, right? But they were all created equal, but they weren't equal. And right. that's part of what the all lives matter. The pushback for all lives matter is, well, yeah, all lives matter, but they're not all mattering at the equal rate uh, because of the some of the injustices done against African-American people.
1: Right. How so how would you
0: respond to that? That's that's a common argument
1: against that. Right. So I assume the same because I truly believe when I say I believe in all lives matter my frame of reference is that person matters because they're created in the image of God. Therefore I need to treat them with dignity and, 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 um, and respect. So there's no way it's impossible. If I'm going to hold onto those ideals to in any way, look at a person as not equal. So to me that argument is moot because it doesn't make sense for me to say, to distinguish about that. If I truly believe all lives matter as it ought to be believed then everything else is secondary.
0: Yeah. And I I understand what you're saying. I would be one that personally, I probably wouldn't post and talk a lot about all lives matter because I think it could cause more division at the exact same time that I I am very strong. And and I want to get into why, because to me, this is the big thing that please listen to what I have to say, because it is enormous. But the big distinction between the affirmation Black Lives Matter, which we both agree on and recognizing where there's injustice, we need to fix it, where there's racism, we need to step in and solve it. The affirmation, 1000%. The organization is a whole nother story because the organization uh, is literally paving the way for the LGBTQ and whatever other initials we add to it nowadays, the LGBTQ uh, community to come right behind them because whether we like this or not, In fact, I'll be honest, every black person I have ever talked to about this. Now, that doesn't mean every black person agrees, but every black person I've ever talked to about this is irritated by this. And that is that the LGBTQ community has essentially hijacked or at least leached itself to the civil rights movement. And all of a sudden, gay became the new black and all of a sudden they became the exact same thing. And, uh, you know, and some people say, well, it is the same thing. And I like how Dr. Brown said it recently. He said, if it's the same thing, then he pulled up a black person and said, well, you tell me, when did you come out as black? (laughs) 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 Right. Obviously (laughs) not the same thing, but the problem is, as I see it, and this is a significant problem, lean in everybody right here. I want you to hear this is that right now we are in this culture that is being shamed to silence for anybody who disagrees with them. And so if I say anything against Black Lives Matter, if anybody says anything against uh, or towards racism, it's being sought out, fought out. And many times that's very important. But what happens when right on the heels of this, and I mean right on the heels of this, I don't think this is years down the road. I think this is months down the road. Right on the heels of this, because if you're going to do it and and target it that way for African-American people, then it has to be the same thing for LGBTQ people, which at that point, the church, the church that would preach the love of Jesus Christ that changes lives and that if somebody's living in a homosexual lifestyle and they're struggling, God can redeem them, God can change them. But the same church that's gonna say that is not God's will for you to live that way, all of a sudden that becomes hate speech. Mm -hmm. And when that becomes hate speech, all of a sudden the church finds itself in a very, very, very tough spot. And we've been there for a while, but this ship of Black Lives Matter, the organization wants this to be the future. This is not just yeah. coming behind it. That's part of their goal as, as you just quoted on their website yeah. and there's actually some other spaces too. There's all kinds of quotes from them. That's their goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, without naming any names or anything like that, one of our staff pastors was with a community leader this week who is um, homosexual. And that particular person was saying how they love the Black Lives Matter organization because they are paving the way. They, they literally said what I'm telling you right now is paving the way for the LGBT community to come right behind them. And that's what the organization does compared to the affirmation. And, and I got always so clear on this. I'm 100% for the affirmation but the organization is going to take away religious liberties and the ability for the church to say anything and and be the church.
1: And and I agree. You know, I just wanted to, to, uh, I want to kind of follow up on that because I think, well, let me just to make, to be uh, consistent with your conversation, your statement there. I believe that um, you're right on, on track because on their site, on their site, they make no bones about this. They're saying to in order to truly understand so they talk about the epidemic of Blacks and how they've been treated. So they said in order to truly understand the devastating and widespread impact of this epidemic, they call it the violence in, in Black America, here's what they said. We must view this epidemic through a lens. And here's what I said, race, gender, sexual orientation, and gender identity. That is their mission right so that's what they're after that is really the, the bottom line and they continue to say as a network we have always recognized this need to center the leadership of women and queer and trans people we make a commitment to placing those at the margins closer to the center
0: right
1: that's really yeah. what they so what you're saying is exactly their mission so it's not like it's being made up they're right. clear about that right so i I can go back a little bit though before to the all lives matter idea here's what i where i stand on this because i think it's very important to have people to understand this that um here's what black lives matter is all about black lives matter only when a white person or a police officer kills another black person that's what it seems i i know that it may not be true but that's what it seems like because where do all the black lives matter the cops who are being killed does that does their life matter the babies are been being murdered in the womb. do their lives matter so if all if you know if black lives truly matter, it should be all black lives so I'm on the board of all black lives matter, not just black lives matter as it fits a narrative that they are shaping for us to fall into
0: yeah and i I understand what you're saying i I just uh, I think I would speak on behalf of a lot of black people, and this is where your arguments come online, to yeah. say, yes, all lives matter, but we're talking about a specific issue right here. It's racism, but there's a whole lot of it that's intertwined with police brutality and injustice with that, and, and that's that issue. But, but we, we mentioned it yesterday when you and I just talked on the phone. I love the way Will Ford says it. He said, life matters. <laughs> just, just life matters. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. And and here, you know, I mean, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, so to speak. Or you know, no. it's, I love the, the idea because what happened is, here's where I kind of step up when people say, okay, it's yeah, but I'm talking about black lives matter, and we're really not saying all lives don't matter. But here's what happened: if I don't believe all lives matter, your life, if I don't care about your life, it don't matter to me anyway. So the right. argument about, for like, my house is burning down and those things, to me, if I don't care about your house being burnt down, no matter what you said to me, it doesn't matter. I won't help to put your house, out, your fire out. I don't believe your house matters. Mm-hmm. So if I don't believe all lives matter, I will not be motivated because of your, your, you know, seeking my, my attention. So I have to start with that first. To be able then to say, yes, because I believe all lives matter. When you're, when I see George Floyd, his life mattered to me because I believe all lives matter. I'm going to be called to that and pay attention to it. And I think one of the great examples I love to, you know, the, the um, Good Samaritan, you know, the Good Samaritan believed all lives matter. A Jewish life mattered to him. Mm-hmm. He went there and offered help because he believed all lives mattered. So I don't think if... Because if he didn't, you know, the, the two religious people, they don't really, really believe all lives matter. They walk by the man. Right. So my point is that because I do believe all lives matter, that's the reason why when you call me and tell me your house is burning down, you have cancer, that's the reason why I'm going to respond because I truly believe you're a person of value that deserves my attention. If I don't believe that, no matter what you do, you can stand on your head, I won't do anything to lift a finger to help you if I don't believe that first and foremost. Right. And this is, I
0: think, such an important conversation right here. And I want everybody, again, just lean in because we're missing a lot in America right now. And this is a moment where I love Kingsley to death. I disagree with him on this issue. And he loves me to death and and he disagrees with me on this issue. I think the Black Lives Matter can, you can still believe all lives matter at the same time you focus on a particular thing right now. Right. Uh, and so, but we right. disagree and we do it agree, agreeably. Right. I used to have an apologetics professor in college that used to say, learn to disagree agreeably. We've got to yes. disagree agreeably. And we live in a culture right now that wants to shame people to silence. Mm. And that is scary because the mob is not always right. And, and I mean, if, if Moses had listened to the Israelites, they would have gone right back into bondage. And so oftentimes the mob wants to jump on things. Yeah. Now they are sh- it's trial by mob immediately before even, even people know what's said. And so, so somebody gets a soundbite of this or that they hate on them and then find out later it wasn't even ever true and they don't even, you know, they've already done their damage. And so we live in this shame culture where they want to, sh- where people want to shame each other, but we want to shame each other and we got to be so careful of that. And, and Kingsley, I think you've faced a little bit about that. Like, like you faced some of that and it's almost like you don't, you're not allowed to have an opinion other than me. Yeah. And uh, so, so you want to say anything about that?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm glad you bring that up because I mean, you know, I, I love this idea and I'm glad we're having this conversation because this is demonstrating how we may disagree on parts of our, right. you know, our, whatever we're sharing. And 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 we still love each other yeah. because we're we're pushing and stretching each other and growing from this process because I will learn some things from you and vice versa imagine if this could be replicated across the nation and this is what i'm i'm trying to tell people let's be intellectually honest and let's begin to step back from our emotions that's why mm-hmm. i teach on emotional intelligence mm-hmm. let's recognize our emotions understand it and manage it so we can get better results that's mm-hmm. emotional intelligence so i'm saying we can disagree right right and it's okay because that's how we learn it's how we stretch that's how we grow yeah. And at the end of the day, we can come together. So yes, people have been pushing back and I mean people, I mean, people have been writing me and DMing me and and sympathizing and empathizing and, and, and say, I, I'm so sorry that people are treating you with that. But I said, No, it's fine. I said, I understand what I got into. Mm-hmm. I understand that I, I made my mind. My first I must say this, my first post that I did when I was about to write about this thing, I men felt like, you know trembling i I really was nervous and 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 worried and scared about what people might think especially people who know me for many years and will probably disagree with me which many have Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking like do i do this i wrote the article and i sat on it for a day and a half and the moment i was about to push that post button i hesitated and Mm -hmm. i prayed i said god i don't want to do this you know but with fear and trembling i just say post i hate it right and the moment i did it it was out there and i've seen people that i you know i never even seen people ask me kingsley are these um trolls are real people who are actually (laughs) (laughs) because they can't believe something they're reading i said no i said some are real people but it's okay that's what i i don't care i mean i don't mind us having a conversation let's let's be civil and let's just have you know to you can i could probably learn some things i'm not you know i'm not here as an expert who knows all, I don't. Mm-hmm. I want to learn, but we had to start a conversation. So yes, I've been receiving all kinds. You know, I've gotten some people who are for me and some people are, who are against me and who may. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I don't mind it because I think that um, we we have to be learn how to get yeah. in the marketplace. This is my Mars Hill, like Paul in the Mars right. Hill, and have this conversation with people who are willing to have intellectual conversation and dialogue Mm -hmm. yeah we so often and this just
0: needs to be said so often we end up in echo chambers and there's a long teaching about why this is literally google and facebook are against us as far as learning from each other they put us in rooms that we all hear from the same voices i'm going to do a teaching on this sometime in the next few weeks because people don't realize how this works but essentially you end up in a group based on the internet and your searches and who you are in your previous searches where most of the time, everybody's going to agree with you. And when everybody agrees with you, you, we all get a little dumber (laughs) because now Mm -hmm. we're not being sharpened. And now we're not having somebody push us against our, our beliefs and these kind of things. And we all just, we're not being stretched anymore. And, 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 and that's a big, big problem. Mm -hmm. And now we live in the culture where it has gone from, uh, I'm right, you're wrong, yeah. and it stepped up to saying, I'm good, you're bad, yeah. to now I believe, and this is a very scary place. Now we're at the place where we say, I'm righteous, you're evil. Hmm. And once we get to the place that I think I'm righteous, well, then I'm allowed to have righteous indignation, yeah. which basically says, I will not compromise. This is where I stand. I'm not going to move an inch. And then you can't even have conversations. Your yeah. your ideas can't cross-pollinate each other, and we can't learn from each other. Yeah. Well, that is a massive problem because we all get, uh, I hate to use this word, but we all just get dumber yeah. <laughs> because we don't learn from one another. Yeah. And yeah. the internet is setting, us, setting ourselves up from that. In fact, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I'll let you mention this, but uh, one of my biggest pet peeves. Is uh, uh, people that say, "Oh, if you don't if you don't like me, then I'll just unfriend you." Or if you do something I don't like, I'll just block <laughs> you or I unfriend you. Well, the second you do that with somebody who disagrees with you, now we're all getting you're you're, you're not as smart as you would have been. You need that's people right. to disagree with you. Now there's moments if somebody's just being belligerent or right. that kind of thing. Well, there's, that's different. But usually in the context that I see it in, well, they don't agree with me, so therefore I'm just going to unfriend them and I'm going to say this. And if you don't like it, just unfriend me. No, don't <laughs> unfriend me. Tell me you don't like it, so I can learn and I can get better
1: yeah go ahead you want to respond no 100% 100% i think that we learn from each other and you know it, it, if the day comes when we stop learning we stop living right Ooh, that's and, good. and so i think it's very important for us to understand that people who might may not agree with us are not people who are, are our enemies they they want to say, they also have a mind they also have some opinions let them share those right i have a few people who almost every time I write an article, they get on and they will kind of give me this long you know, response. And I do appreciate that because some do the research and they bring to my attention so right. I can go and myself learn from that. And so I appreciate that. So I, I tell people, you know, sometimes thank you so much for responding. I mean, I agree with you, but at least you took the time to respond in this hmm. manner where we can have a dialogue. This is important for me. And I think like what you're just saying is how we grow because here's what happened. If you are the smartest person in your group, You're in the wrong group. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In the wrong group. Yeah. And we have to live on the
0: edge of our incompetence. Yes. Always being on that spot that's pushing us a little further. And the main way you do that is learning from people that either know more than you or think different than you or are different for one reason. Uh, or another. All right, let's, let's try to change gears a little bit and just talk about uh, uh, what we do. And as we mm-hmm. change gears, if anybody's watching this and you want to add any questions, I see there's some comments uh, that people are making. But if you want to have any questions for me or Kingsley on this subject, we'll, we'll do our best to answer these. Mm-hmm. So throw them in and, uh, and we'll try to try to answer them. All right, let's, let's just go here for a second. Mm-hmm. The other thing about Black Lives Matter, and I think this is actually an epidemic in our world, period, is this talk is cheap and it's really easy to say something. Mm-hmm. We all live in a world where people say one thing and they boast really large, but they never actually act on anything. Mm-hmm. And so some people are like, you need to post black lives matter. You need to, well, I get that. I understand the affirmation part of that. But at the end of the day, we need a lot more action in and not that posting is wrong, but if it doesn't accompany action, if there's not something that goes along with it, you know, actions speak so much louder than words. Yeah. you know and uh, I, I was yeah. posting about this the other day like if you want to if you want to look at my track record just just look at my track record you know what i mean you don't you don't have to look at everything i'll post just look at my life and yeah. my actions i hope always speak louder than any post i'm going to make so you want to respond to that
1: yeah i mean you know i that's why you know social media have made it such a very uh, allow people to really just post things and and not necessarily actually do things, right? So it looks a certain way. Cause social media really, you know, it's show all the highlight reels. And, and it's, I'm just like, you know, yeah, impress me about what you just said and did, but show me something that you have done. So my life has been over the, the you know, people who are even on my social media will say, you know, through my teaching, uh, you know, I, I had a person respond to me recently that said, "Kingsley, well, call me professor, that you've been my favorite prof- um, professor, but I really disagree with you in what you're writing, and it hurts my heart." And I, I told this person, "I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that." I said, "You know, I know you're saying these things from a good place," and I responded to that. And um, but I know this person do things in the community. This person mm-hmm. is not just a talker. This person right, is out there right. doing things for the community and gives credibility. So, Credibility. Right. I will listen to this person any day over every. I mean, over some people who I know is only on social media and show up that way. But my life has been for over many, many years. through what I've been doing is to really help families. So my whole idea is to inspire people to find hope, and mm-hmm. I've done that in my teaching, in my counseling, in my speaking. Because I believe that that's where change happens. I can get on social media and do a post like what I'm doing, but if I don't have some fruit to show. What have I been doing with my life? And I have, you know, people will attest to this. And I'm not asking anyone to do that for for the sake of this this talk. But they can look back and say, how many families I may have helped Hmm. because of their situation, right? So I understand. I understand this whole thing. I've been there myself. You know, so we're not even going back to the Black Lives Matter idea and the police officers. I have had police officers put gun to my head, right? Mm-hmm. I've had that happen to my my wife, myself, and my son in our car and mm-hmm. the car we were trying to buy. So it's like I've been there in some of those situations, and I still believe, you know, that there are good police officers out there doing their job. So my point is that they're doing a job in the community. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are what you doing, doing outside of social media? Mm-hmm. Show me those things. So. When you are able to point and say, I'm out here doing these things then I will listen to you and, and see you as credible. Mm. But yes, yeah, social media has made it easy for people to say whatever they want to say. But then there's nothing that they're doing to change the problem. They're only they're not a solution to the problem. Right. They right. are a problem to the problem. Mm.
0: Wow, that's so good. I, I, you said go out there and do something. It reminded me of Willie Taggart's short, bad tenure as the coach at Florida State, which I'm a Florida State fan. So poor Willie. <laughs> I was rooting for him, but, but he had a, a theme that first season that was do something, do something, mm-hmm. do something. In other words, all these college kids, they come in and they're all athletic or whatever. They're all talking trash and they're all mm-hmm. saying this. They like, stop saying it, do it, do something, yes. do something. I heard somebody say it this way. And I thought this was a great narrative to tell. They said, it's kind of like a, a child who's being abused by the father every night, right? Mm-hmm. They're being abused by dad every night. And you can go to the, go to the child and say, hey, I, I feel your pain. I, I agree that this is wrong. That doesn't help the child right. you can go to the child and you can say i agree it's wrong and somebody should do something about it you could go to the child and say i agree it's wrong let's let's talk about it well that goes to a certain extent but at the end of the day you have to say i agree it's wrong i'm going to help you to do something about it right that's the do something
1: yeah and, and that's why i think um where even in this whole black lives matter you know what's going on right now I, i'm thinking well what can we do what solution do we right. bring to the table? And I'm a more solution-oriented person, so I look for what can I do? Can I help a family? Can I help them yeah. to reframe something that may help them better deal with that issue? Can I help them with some finances? What, what can I do? And maybe mm-hmm. just one person, but to that one person, it means the world. If everyone do that, want their their part. So I think, yes, this whole idea of people out there, and I, I, you know, I'm I am for protests and against injustice. So mm-hmm. I tell people many times, don't get me wrong, I believe in justice, but when you in, when you invoke the word justice, you better be understand where you are appealing to, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you can't put that and not have God in it because you would not have no justice. Yeah. So I, I say, well, because of, because of that, I am a person who want to follow as best as I can. I mess up a lot. I don't hit it right. I want to make sure people understand this. I'm not perfect. I'm, tr- I'm still trying to learn and I'm on a journey, but I want to do my part to help. If I can help one person, one family yeah. and with some food and whatever case might be in a hard whatever. time like this, that's much, much more productive for me than just writing social media posts and, and get on people's, uh, you know, post it and, and, and say all kind of stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I completely agree. If you go back to that analogy, if I'm going to help the child who's being abused by their father, the child can't do it by themselves. Mm -hmm. They need me to step in with them. And and here's the thing we're all connected. So, so we, we tend to be divided by the world and the church should be the place that's most connected because we have the unity in diversity, the unity around Jesus Christ in the Mm -hmm. diversity of the world. And so we should be the place most connected. We're often not, but we should be the place most connected because of Jesus Christ and we need that connection that says, and this is what I preached a couple of weeks ago in my church, but we need the connection that says, this is not a black issue. If right. it was a black issue, black people would have solved it already. Yeah. It's not a black issue. And it's also not a white issue. It's a human issue. Yeah. All of us, when we see injustice, uh, you know, Dr. King said, if you see justice anywhere, it's against justice everywhere. Yeah. Or I butchered that, but you get the idea. And, 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 and so it's all of our issue. We all have to step in. We all have to do something about it. And at the end of the day, uh, I'm a big believer in this and this doesn't solve everything, but it certainly helps and gets it started to say, when I see injustice anywhere, I step in and solve it. And if everybody took that kind of mindset, you could, you could eradicate a lot really quickly. Now, not all of it, because some things are, are bigger right. than that. And there's politics and there's things that are, right. are bigger and they're going to take a little more time. Uh, but how much injustice could I solve in my own world that when I see it, I stop it when I hear somebody telling a racist joke or making a racist comment or, or saying something and I step in and I stop it. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's when change starts to happen.
1: And I agree. And that's where I go back to, you know, I mean, I go back to the idea of, uh, because I believe you all lives matter. I believe that you are a person who needs, uh, who ought to be treated with dignity and respect because you're creating an image of God and the image of God is in you. Then whenever I see something that goes against that, Mm -hmm. if i don't step in i truly don't believe that so because i step in whenever i see that and i'm going to be standing beside you to make sure you get justice because i truly believe you are a person of value and -hmm. you ought to be treated that way and that's why when i teach on cultural diversity i said you know as part of my teaching i said listen if you can really treat people with dignity and respect it doesn't matter what culture what identity or how they lean doesn't matter you will be able to deal with them in a way where it's creates a unity and a sense of like i belong here because you're Mm -hmm. treating me and that's what everybody wants to be treated that way so if i start with that then i believe everything else takes care of itself yeah
0: yeah and and i want to throw this out here right now too and let you let you react which is a funny word for what i'm going to say Mm -hmm. Uh, but right now we're in a culture that's reacting instead of acting yeah. And when we react, you're, you're a family counselor, a, a mm-hmm. psychotherapist, which means you tell every teach everybody how to be psycho, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a family counselor. And so you see this all the time. I've seen it many times when people react, they almost always react poorly. Now yes. it's completely understandable to react when, mm-hmm. if, if somebody comes and they punch me in the face or they, they abuse me, they, whatever, it's completely understandable to react, but almost always, you know, a couple days later, I feel bad. I think, Oh, I should have done this differently. We're in a culture right now that's reacting yeah. instead of acting. And, and yeah. I've tried to model this and go, and listen, there's ways to implement the right steps without just reacting emotionally to everything comes up. And we got to be careful because that leads into that, that shame culture as well.
1: It, very much so. You know, I, I tell people many times that reaction is never good. It's never good because, um, you know, when you react, you're going to make mistakes. Because imagine, for example, you go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes you with some medication. And call you the next day and say, hey, Brent, um, you know, how did the medication go? Well, doc, I'm reacting to that, good or bad. It's bad, right? Mm-hmm. However, if I said, oh, doc, I'm responding. My, yeah, I responded. It's really working. That's a good thing. So responding is a better way. But yeah. to get there. There's a gap between the stimulus, there, the, whatever triggers you. There's a gap between there and your action that really where you have to manage. That's why I teach on emotional intelligence and say you have to recognize your emotions. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to get it perfectly, but you have to manage your emotions and not let it manage you. You know, when I wrote my book, The intelligent. The leader i had this in mind that leaders who are in reactive mode and don't have a culture of react reactivity they're going to have a lot of mistakes being made and hurt people all the time so we have to learn to bring our emotions into subjection and we Mm -hmm. can we can if we just pause take a deep breath and ask ourselves a question what do i want to have as a result of this situation a good Mm -hmm. result or a bad result Mm -hmm. react will get you a bad result so if we recognize our emotions understand it and manage it which is not easy it's easier said than done but we can train ourselves to become more of a responder type than a reactor type we will mm-hmm. have better results in our families in our relationships and in our nation mm-hmm. That's so good
0: uh you're so uh, and i, I want to say this to you too kingsley and everybody else watching here's the thing about the interconnectedness that happens i don't do this as some kind of Pity or some kind of just social issue or injustice. I also do it to say this. I need you. I need the Kingsley grants in my life. I need the, the black people, the Indian people, the, the, the you know, Puerto Rican people, the, the Cuban people, whatever. I, I need you in my life. We are better because you're here. So this isn't some kind of pity like, oh, I just feel sorry for somebody because they're abused. No, this is, we need each other because we're stronger together when the different cultures come together, we're, we're so much better and, uh, and I need you. And so all of my, all of my black friends and, and Spanish or whatever else that's watching, if I ever offend you, don't run, don't run, come tell me, let me deal with it. Even if I don't handle it the best way or whatever, let's talk it out, let's work it out because I need you. And if you're honest, I think you probably need me too, because that's the way the body of Christ works. We don't always have to
1: agree, but we still need each other. and I think that's a great way to kind of uh, frame that that we do need um, each other because when we do recognize that is where strength comes strength comes in unity and we need a cultural diversity approach because some ideas how I I view life you may not view life that way how I've experienced my experience cultural experience you may not have it so I bring in a mix and we can have you know an Oreo cookie type of mix. Mm
0: -hmm. All right if people have questions jump in with questions. I don't know if this was a question or just a statement, but I think it's a good thing that I would just like to mention real quick. And quick, and and Kathy or Kathleen on Facebook, Kathy Squires, you said some people get so offended when you tell them or educate them on things they don't know. Mm. I I just want to respond to that and and say two things. One, anytime your brain is expanded, you almost always get a little bit of offense. If you remember when you started learning algebra, um, it was frustrating and irritating and you didn't understand any of it and made no sense until you understood it. Anytime you're expanding somebody's horizons, there's almost always going to be attention. And that goes on on every race, every color. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You're teaching somebody something kind of new and it's going to take a while for them to get it. And so don't give up. If they get offended, you don't get offended. Uh, And the other thing I'll say about this is is right now I hear some of the conversations and and this may be controversial, but I'm just going to say it. I don't think there's conversations going on very much right now. Like you and I are having conversation. There's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of monologues going on right now and they're calling it conversations, (laughs) which is funny to me. But with the monologues that are going on right now, so many people sound angry and when they bring it up and I, and I understand being hurt, but you sound angry. And if somebody comes at me angry, my natural tendency as a human being is to go, Hey, back up, you know? So just be careful the way things are said too. And I I feel like right now there's a lot of things being said in anger. I don't think, I don't think it's meant that way. I think people are angry. Yeah. And so things are being said that way. So I, I would throw that out too, Kingsley. You want to respond
1: to that? Yeah, and, and um, you know, if you want, um, a, depends on what you want in return. So if you want a person to respond to you in a a helpful way, an appropriate way, then coming at them that way will not be helpful, obviously. So if you want to, you know, I always ask people sometimes, how do you want this to work out? Do you want at the end of the day that you are still together and standing side by side? or are standing apart, if you want to stand side by side, how do you get there? Obviously you, you have to adjust your your tone, adjust, because mm-hmm. you know, people will say sometimes, you know, it's not what is said, right, it's how it's said. And the how part is very important, right? But I believe it's both, it's what is said and yeah. how it's said right. that people are able to respond to. And I think when we, we work on that and adjust, and here's what I think, I like what you just mentioned because it's, it's an important point that sometimes we don't look in the mirror and start with ourselves right because yeah. we might point a finger and blame everything and everybody else and say they 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 yeah. well what about me i'm a part of the equation what's my role yeah. and sometimes it's to step back and say could it be that my delivery was is yeah. not being done properly could it be that i'm a part of this and we are a part of it we have to own our piece of the pie and not think that it's all somebody else so when we are yeah. going to deliver something we want to think about how we want to be um, it delivered to us but also what's our outcome our yeah. goal that that's so good you, you can't
0: you can't bring peace until you have peace right yeah uh you know that, that's good. a biblical principle uh there's i have to scroll down a minute and see what else is here i was scrolling up but i just want to respond to this because i thought it was so good miss deborah deborah jacobs love you miss you telling you that last night but uh, she said we all have to be in agreement um, I just want to say we, we, won't, we won't find agreement on some of these things. Right. I, I understand what you're saying. You're probably in context to something we said in that moment. Um, we're not going to find agreement on all this. Okay. It's not going to happen. Um, all we can do, because there's never perfect agreement on anything, all we can do right. is do what we can to keep moving the ball forward. And, uh, uh, you know, unity and uniformity are two very different things, and we need mm-hmm. to fight together against these injustice, even when we don't agree on every topic. So
1: yeah i think you said you said it well earlier you said uh, we have to disagree to agree and that's that's okay that's that shows our you know the thing that we are not all we're not clones we're not we're not robo- robots we're, we're unique people and we see things differently so we have to disagree to agree so I, I think you said it perfectly earlier
0: yeah all right jackie garcia has this question how do you respond to a believer who argues that biblically we should follow caesar's rule and the government seems to be on board with the black lives matter movement or organization, uh, not just the affirmation.
1: Wow, you know, I think uh, in that context where Jesus was asked, uh, you know, he said, "Give unto Caesar which belongs to Caesar, and unto God which belongs to God." Well, the question is that um, whose imprint is on you as a person?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. If 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 I were responding responding to that, I would say there are obvious times that the Bible is very clear that you submit to your governing authorities. There are other times where the governing authorities are going to do things to harm you or harm others, and you don't submit. Right. Uh, you see both of those played out throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, this is one of those where if the governing authorities are doing something that is anti-Christian, which in this moment I believe it is, yeah. I don't support that. But at the same time, I don't know that the governing authorities are forcing uh, Black Lives Matter on anybody right this moment. No. Now that could come mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and and let's be real—that's a lot of what I talked about at the beginning. And what I really want people to see is coming on the same ship right behind it is the lgbtq Mm -hmm. right with that that's going to be a defining moment for the church that we're either going to submit or not and and those are going to be moments where we probably would not submit to
1: caesar's rule as as she said it there and that's why i think it's so important for us to really understand what it is we're getting behind where people are getting behind this and and cheering on and even in the church because what happened is Maybe when they do realize it's too late because they're pushing an agenda it's, it, the net has been being, being cast wide, so they start with one thing, but it's not to get to that one thing like we mentioned, you mentioned earlier. this agenda includes what you're describing that is front and center a part of this mission, mm-hmm. and so don't be I say you know they're using the rage of black people and the guilt of white people to mm-hmm. to, to really accomplish a a, a task that could not be done by themselves, and we are seeing. It's little by little, little by little. It's getting there. So it's now, you know, not just the justice for George Floyd is defund the police, and then the next thing gonna be like we gotta get. So you know, we we see it coming. It's 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 right there, and that's why I'm saying be careful, um, be very careful, because the Black Lives Matter movement is radical. It's on a, a it's on a, a course that they're they're they set a, a, like a, a a laser. where they know where they're going, and they're using every they're appealing to our emotions to get there. And we have to be very careful. We do not get swept away. And before we know it, we are at a point of no return.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that Ruthie
0: Wilkerson is watching this from literally uh, Abu Dhabi on the other side of the world. Uh, she was on our staff, unpaid staff member years ago. And Ruthie, I just want to say, I love you. We started these conversations years ago. I probably did not respond the best way I could have back then, but I love mm-hmm. you a hundred percent. And uh, just, you know, I'm sorry if I ever hurt you in any way in these conversations. But let's, let's keep moving. But just wanted to say that real fast, just because I, I just saw her comment. Um, all right. Uh, I want to share in, in like a couple minutes, if anybody's watching, stay on and share more questions. If you have them, we have five minutes left to, to talk. Uh, uh, so if you have any other questions, share them, we'll try to answer them. Uh, but I want to share something really cool at the end. So don't don't end, don't leave yet. Make sure you stay for this really cool announcement. You'll literally be the first people in our church to be able to, to hear this announcement. So with that being said, Kingsley, take like a couple minutes, you know, three minutes or something. Tell us real quick about your book. So you got a book called The Emotelligent, it's hard for me to say, Emotelligent Leader, uh, and kingsleygrant.com. Just, just talk about that.
1: Sure. So I um, wrote this book. It's called The Emotelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed. And become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow and i outline how to get there and i talk about this essential traits of all leadership and these essential traits are our um, leadership is stewardship relationship partnership mentorship mm-hmm. uh, salesmanship craftsmanship and directorship those seven ships so to speak that when leaders are able to embrace them they're able to lead their family lead their church lead their organization much more effectively because number one they're going to be able to manage their emotions, so their whole process, yeah. because that's where some leaders fail many times. Right. Right. They do things out of emotionally driven. And so they make bad decisions. They manage, they mismanage relationships and their work performance suffer as a result of that. So that is a track I'm on. I, I do a podcast, a weekly podcast called The Kings of Grant Show. Mm-hmm. And it's available on every platform you can listen to a podcast on. And of course, as, as you mentioned, my website is Kings of Grant dot com where uh, you can find my articles. Um, you won't find these articles and more about leadership articles there. And my podcast also is posted there and I'm on social media, you know, Kings, I'm, I'm so happy to have a unique name. So I was able to grab all the social media, um, you know, platforms as Kingsley grant and K I N G S L E Y G R A N T. And so if you're ever interested into following and see what I'm doing and, um, you know, ever at times I can be of help to you then you can reach out to me um, through those means. But yeah. my highest thing is to help people to become more emo intelligent in life because when you are emo intelligent and become that way, the results of that makes you a better leader but also a better person because you're mm-hmm. going to manage your emotions and not have it manage you.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so good. All right. So, uh, and, and by the way, I love your name. I always have Kingsley is like, if I have another little boy one day, I want to call him Kingsley. This is Thank great. You. Kingsley. Great. <laughs> um, all right. So two big announcements, unless somebody else throws in a question. So as we wrap up, uh, two big announcements that both kind of concern this, that I think are really cool. Uh, I'll save the biggest one for the second one. Uh, but we are going to be filming our own version of, uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s, uh, letter from a Birmingham jail. If you've never read that, it's incredibly powerful. It's really kind of his manifesto. Uh, so he got thrown into a jail in, um, Birmingham, Alabama. And, uh, I forget, was it seven clergymen, something like that had, uh, written in the newspaper about what he was doing was wrong. And he sat down in, pray- in, in prison, kind of like the Apostle Paul or someone, and wrote out kind of his manifesto response to them. And it is powerful. Lots of the questions, I'm sorry, lots of the, the uh, quotes that we use from Martin Luther King all the time actually come from that particular document that he uh-huh. hand wrote. Uh, we are going to take that and working behind the scenes right now and are making a I don't want to say dramatized version, but a a, uh, a version where people are reading it with a lot of different people from all ages and ethnicities, all kind of working together to create this beautiful reading of of letter from a Birmingham jail, which I think is going to come out really good. Uh, so watch for that. That'll come out probably in a couple of weeks. We got to do all the work for it, but but that's working behind the scenes, and we'll announce this in a couple of days on social media, and then Sunday in church. Uh, But we actually just unanimously voted as a church board last week to start celebrating Juneteenth in our church. Uh, like so many others, I had never heard of Juneteenth. As soon as I heard of it, I loved the concept. I, I loved the story of what it was. I'm like, that's something that needs to be celebrated every year. And so we made it a, a church holiday, uh, a staff holiday. So the staff are off. It's a paid day off for the staff. And uh, and, and I just love that, that, that we're a church that's going to celebrate Juneteenth um, from, from this day forward. So both of those are two things that you'll hear about in the coming days and uh, weeks, But but you got to hear it here first. So All right, Kingsley, I don't see any more questions for you or I. I think you did an outstanding job. Thank you so much for being a part of of this conversation today.
1: Thank you for having me. I I love you, my friend, and I appreciate our long, long relationship we've had over the many, many years. And so it was a joy, a pleasure to be here with you. And thanks a million. Yeah. Next time I get down to Miami, we'll hang out. Definitely. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, you stay on. I'm going to end this recording.